Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Hello, my name is Chris Maxwell, and I'm with my friend Tracy Reynolds, and we are uh, honored to have a conversation with uh, one another and with uh, someone who is going to be a new friend of mine. Uh, I've read his books, but Tracy, talk to us about our guest for this podcast. Well, I'm super excited to have uh, Dan Ryland with us. Uh, Dan, I met uh, through his writing before I met him. And uh, one day I got a, a, a phone call from the Equip office saying, hey, uh, we have a cancellation. Would you be willing to go travel with Dan Ryland to Ukraine, of all places? And uh, so we met in the Atlanta airport, as I recall, and enjoyed a quick couple of days uh, yeah. in, in Ukraine, which is pretty timely for where we are. But welcome to the podcast. Before you jump in, let me tell you a little bit about Dan. Dan is currently the executive pastor now for over 20 years, I think, at 12 Stone in Lawrenceville, Georgia, one of the most uh, healthy thriving churches uh, in our area. He also has served with John Maxwell uh, on his staff at Skyline Wesleyan back in San Diego for over 20 years and then moved to Atlanta uh, with uh, Enjoy and Equip. And I just uh, appreciate your mentoring, but I appreciate your friendship as well. Welcome, Dan. Thank you so much, Tracy and Chris. Good to meet you. I look forward to, as you said, a new friend. Uh, I'm delighted to be here and that is kind of cool, thinking back on our trip to Kiev. Um, that was quite an extraordinary time, and timely again to think about that. But here we are today, and um, I, I love it that we're all still serving, all still in the game, all still yeah. making progress for Jesus. Absolutely. Well, Dan, tell us a bit about your journey, and uh, for people maybe that haven't uh, known D Dan Ryland, uh, kind of how you got to be where you are today. Well, the quick story, uh, of course, with our, our time today, but, um, you know, I was born and raised in San Diego, one of the few natives, and uh, went to San Diego State University, and actually was a, my, my undergraduate work was criminal justice administration, and I was a private investigator for a very short time after college, um, God interrupted that <laughs> and sent me to seminary. Um, and I spent, uh, my, my claim to fame is I broke John Maxwell's internship. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to explain that. You broke okay. the internship. Right. I broke the internship. So, well, after seminary, I was his first intern in San Diego at, at when he uh, took that church at Skyline. And... Um, at the end of my one-year internship, he shut the program down and never brought it back again. He said, we're never, never going to do that again. Like, he, you may have been the perfect intern. That could have what you know, could No, I don't think so. But anyway, he, uh, he then invited me to stay on the staff. There was redemption to the story to stay on the team. And uh, that launched 20 years together, and we are still wonderful friends, and just was down with him celebrating his 75th birthday. Wow. Mm. And uh, so we stay connected quite quite a bit. And then God called us to uh, 
to Atlanta. You know, that's a big deal when you give up the Pacific Ocean and trade it for the Chattahoochee River. <laughs> that God is in on that. Um, and I have, uh, I was at North Point for a brief time in that couple of years or so where uh, in between San Diego and here and served as an elder on the board and learned so much from Andy Stanley. And, and as you said, uh, Tracy, I've been here now as an executive pastor for 20 years. Wow. But there's a quick, a quick rendition. That was impressive, brother. Mm. Well, I, most recently, uh, I have just, I'm so close to finishing uh, the audiobook of Confident Leader. And I'm excited. I love the byline Becoming One, Staying One. You know, I, I love that. What, tell us about why that book and why now? Yes. Well, you know, ironically, um, I, I thought it was one of the, the worst possible time to launch a book. It was. It came out in April of 2020, and and uh, uh, I thought, you know, <laughs> when you're in the remember when when, it, when all the churches shut down in March, yeah. and so in April you really can't launch a campaign or a pro, you know promo. I mean, you seem very tone deaf if you did that then. So we yeah. kind of shut down all marketing, and we thought, well. I guess we missed this one, but it turned out to be a great time of need. In the last two years, um, the book has served so many pastors and church leaders well because um, it just is a time of very unsettling, un- unanswered questions, unsolved problems, unknown futures, you know. And, you know, interesting that, that leaders don't typically think about confidence. It's really not on their mind until they're not confident. You know, basically, yeah. leaders are confident till they're not. Yeah. And and uh, whether it's, you know, you know, it's one thing to have this great vision for your church in your prayer closet until you stand up before the board of the church and, and communicate it. Then all of a sudden, like, ah, you, you know, or you're, you're, you're at your desk thinking about a, a, a kind of a conflict conversation coming up. And, you know, you got it all worked out in your mind until you stare at another pair of eyes, you know. Yeah. Um, here's what we've learned about confidence. It's like a roller coaster. Uh, it rides. It tends to ride the ups and downs of circumstance rather than being based on the inner qualities and characteristics. As I'm listening to you talk about that, I want you just to even take us deeper. Uh, you know, as you were writing this, uh, what what was your perspective? What were you going through? And yeah, just kind of continue that conversation and help us have a better perspective on leading that way. So, yeah, the, the roller coaster effect of things that are more, um, rather than basing confidence on things that are more internal, it seems to be based a little bit more on the things outside, like if, if you're in conflict with somebody or somebody on the board is unhappy with you, confidence seems to drop, or, or, or attendance um, up and down. It's just circumstances that are happening. Sometimes it's not even the church. It can be something at home, something in the community, your interpretation of things happening in the country, the pressures that are around us, um, that has that has a huge impact on um, taking confidence up and bringing it down. You know, I personally internalize that a bit. I I, um, I have, at different points in my life, I, I have said this, and, and I say this as a confessional, that if I, if I think that you think I can do something, I can yeah. be amazing. But if, yes. if I think you think I can't do something, I can stink just as badly at the same task. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think I might be that guy. So leadership confidence, that's an interesting uh, idea, period. 
what is that and why is it important? It's a great question. Um, I think leadership by nature involves progress into the unknown. Um, that's where it starts. So you need confidence to do what you've not done before. Anytime that you're moving forward, solving problems, you're taking people, you're taking people where you've never taken them before, or you're going somewhere with them that you haven't gone. Maybe you've gone there, but you haven't gone there together. And the best of leaders are are moving into territory they've not gone on their own, and with people they've not gone there either. And sometimes um, that just produces insecurity, mm. and that and that impacts confidence. Now we have to pause for a second and say there, there's a huge, huge, huge difference between an insecure moment and an insecure person. Mm. There's a huge difference between an insecure moment and an insecure leader. Uh, of course, when you're moving into unknown territory and uncertainties and you've not some, done something before, that's an insecure moment, but you figure it out and you move forward. You're tapping into that the confidence, that, that God confidence that's in you. Uh, but an insecure person or insecure leader, it's a very, very different idea. Kind of like the difference between moving forward, figuring things out, and you don't know what to do. There's a big difference between, you know, in a moment you don't know what to do and you don't know what you're doing. I think it's important for leaders to understand and remember that just because you don't know what to do in the moment doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. And again, that's the difference between that roller coaster idea of confidence. Um, Let me just tell you, let me give you a quick um, uh, note I wrote in my notes here as I was thinking about this, but then we'll unpack it more just talking with each other. But So when I think about confidence, the one that we want to go after, an authentic confidence in contrast to overconfident or underconfident here's how I would say it that authentic confidence is grounded in an, with a, an assurance how we say this a grounded with an assurance of your thoughts decisions and actions it's based on a reliance of God, on God that's, the, that's where it starts it's based on a reliance on God his presence and power and that assurance is uh, combined with an acceptance mm-hmm. and an appreciation and a cultivation of the gifts and abilities God's given you. So let me let me just break that down more just conversationally. I think it's two things. I think it's believing that God is with you and believing in yourself. Yeah. And and I want to, let me just let's just stop for a second on the believing God's with you. Um, you know, I, I don't mean that in a salvation way or God loves you way or you're going to heaven way. I just mean there's so many moments in a leader's life where you go, God, are you with me? Are yeah. you, do you see what's happening here? Are you, are you? And I think I think leaders actually question that. Why, why you know, even Moses did. You, you know, like, right. who, who are you, who's going to go with me? And God had to reassure him, I will. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I think believing in yourself. I used to say this backwards. I used to say this in reverse, uh, Chris and, and Tracy. I used to say, you have to believe in yourself and believe in God. And that was so rejected mm. for some reason, like some new age weird thing. To, but but listen, you you have to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will either. That's true. Yeah. And so I, I found it a little bit more acceptable and digestible if I'll say, believe that God is with you in it mm-hmm. and believe in yourself. There's a tension between believing in myself and confidence in myself and believing that God is with me. Uh, you're absolutely right, and I think we. I live in the ebbs and the flows of that. Uh, I can get really bad news. Uh, I got some really bad news late last night, mm. and I remember uh, what one of my former students a long time ago took his life last week. Oh, 
And uh, yeah, I, I was in the middle of the pain with this, this mother that I'd walked through issues with over the years. And, and in the midst of that, talking and praying with my wife later, I sensed the presence of God, but it was in a very subdued, um, I was confident that God was there, even though uh, the emotion that I was feeling at the moment was overwhelming uh, sorrow and grief and sadness. Uh, but I don't think we wavered in our confidence that God was there, yes, even in the midst of, of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so balancing those two, confidence in God and confidence in myself, is a level of, of competence uh, that I think you can do this or not. Yeah, and I like the way that you uh, worded that, Dan, as you were uh, you know, relating it to we may be in a particular situation that we're not comfortable doing, uh, that we're not familiar with, but that doesn't mean that uh, the lack of confidence in that causes us to live as a person so alone and isolated from God. And, and I think your perspective is perfect for this season that we're going through right now. I mean, what is church going to be like? What is life like now? I mean, so much has changed uh, but learning the lessons that you're teaching us can help us um, not just endure, barely, <laughs> but to endure well and, and bring people along with us in this journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. So, Dan, how do we manage the, the tension between underconfidence and overconfidence? It's so another really, really smart question. You know, one of the things that my research, and when I say research, I don't mean a, an empirical study, I mean just lots and lots and lots of years talking to lots and lots of pastors, um, that more pastors, I should ask, I should pose a question, but I'll just say it for sake of time, uh, far more pastors lean into a little bit more lacking of confidence than the overconfident. Uh, the, there are some, you know, two or three out of ten maybe, who are on the overconfident side, uh, but most kind of struggle on the underconfident um, or lacking the confidence. I think overconfidence is estimating your abilities to be greater than what they really are. Right. That's, that's just a plain, yeah. plain talk there. I think underconfidence, since let's go there for a little bit more because that's where I think many tend to live, is believing, believing, less, in your, it's believing less in your abilities than God does. Mm. And because of that, you're swayed by the opinions of others. You second-guess yourself. You wonder. You said something. You feel bad about that. You're laying awake at night sometimes thinking about what do people think about you. And you're being unduly influenced by fears, insecurities, and maybe even failures. Um, but confidence is what really makes your leadership believable. Uh, you don't have to have all the answers. Right. But you have to know where you're going. Um, you And then... And this is the part that's, I think, really strong. You have to be honest about not knowing all the answers. It's kind of like the difference between overconfident and underconfident. You know, the overconfidence from someone casting vision, it's going to be more hype than hope. Mm. And, and people know it. They just smell it. But what the hope from a confident leader is someone who has this authenticity about them. Yeah. They're relaxed. An, authentic, an honesty that leads to trust not an insecurity that sort of leads to people not wanting to follow you. Um, yeah. Mm. Th- yeah. yeah. I, well, that's so good. That is so good. I love the, uh, the humility of admitting I don't know. I may not have the answer, but, but we're going to be okay. Yeah. 
Dan, we want to continue this conversation and yeah. uh, talk more about this. But how can people find you right now? I know you're not difficult to find, but uh, what are some places that we can find Dan Ryland? I think the main one, the simple one, the easy one is just danryland.com. Uh, you'll find okay. my blog post there. Where actually, it's actually under construction behind the scenes, and that will launch something brand new coming up soon. But if you just go to Dan ryland.com there'll be lots and lots and lots of articles there and things for you to check out I, well, i've been uh, i've been reading your blog and your comments and i tweeted one this morning and uh i i, I like it uh, from a writer's perspective because i'm a writer I, I i like it from you know the role that i have i've pastored for many years and now i'm working with college students and it's just you know, that's what Tracy and I see in you, and I, was, and I know that so many other people do too. Yeah. We just see that you're uh, not like pointing a finger at people saying, do it this way. You're just kind of reaching your, I just sense that you're reaching your hands out to us and saying, let's go. Here's some thoughts. And, and isn't that how it sounds, Tracy? It's- Absolutely. Well, we look forward to our next conversation with you, Dan, as we seek to help people make their next step their very best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.